Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman. I'm a registered dietitian specializing in intuitive eating and health at every size. I'm also the founder of the Intuitive RD, a project that aims to provide weight-inclusive nutrition education through workshops, online courses, retreats, written content, and private counseling. Join me as we explore the foundations of the non-diet approach to health and wellness and chat with leading professionals in the field. Hey guys, I have a really awesome episode for you today. I'm talking with Paige Smathers, a registered dietitian that you may know from Instagram as Paige Smathers RD. Before I get into a little bit more of her background, just a couple of announcements. So one thing is that I just made a blog post today for the first time in a while, and it is one that will be very useful to anyone that's new to intuitive eating, health at every size, non-diet approach. Basically, I consolidated a list of really helpful resources. So I included podcasts to listen to, accounts to follow on Instagram, and books to read. So basically, all of them are things that I trust, uh, and they all contain a lot of really great content that can get you started on learning more about this whole approach. So go check that out if you haven't seen it already. You can find it through the link in the bio of my Instagram. So if you click on the link tree, you'll find it in there. It'll say the Intuitive RD blog. Another thing that you've probably heard me mention if you've listened to the podcast before is that I have an introduction to intuitive eating course. You can also find this through that same link in my bio section of my Instagram. This course is great for, again, newbies to intuitive eating and health at every size. It really gives you the the foundational elements. It it goes through PowerPoints and, and videos and there are quizzes. And there are also some resources mentioned in the course as well. Another thing that I'm rolling out right now is discounts on private consults with me one-on-one if you've taken my introduction course. So I find that my participants are really looking to have a little bit more individualized guidance, but they don't necessarily want, you know, six nutrition sessions with me. So I do offer a discount now for people who have taken the course so they can really get that one-on-one attention. So go check those things out if you haven't already. So let me tell you a little bit more about Paige before we get into our conversation. So as I mentioned, Paige is a registered dietitian in private practice and she's also a podcaster. She Her work revolves around helping people heal their relationships with food and their body. She specializes in chronic dieting, addiction recovery nutrition, eating disorders, and family feeding dynamics. In her spare time, she can be found exploring the outdoors, making delicious food with her husband, two young daughters, and her dog named Boone. She is the owner of Positive Nutrition, which provides individual nutrition therapy, online courses, and mentorship and coaching for professionals. So go check out Paige. Like I mentioned on Instagram, you can find her at Paige Smathers RD, and you can also find her at her website, Positive Nutrition. All right, guys. So let's go listen in to my conversation with Paige. Hi, Paige. Thank you so much for. Uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah. Um, so the topic that I would love to talk to you about today is um, this idea of nuance matters, which um, I got from you because you, you had made a hashtag um, talking about nuance and nuance matters. Um, so yeah, I guess just like, let me know get kind of like what made you think of starting this hashtag and like, why is this concept important to you? Okay, good question. So, um, so I, I was, I think this is just sort of the way my personality works is kind of going back to my childhood. I was raised by, um, divorced parents. So I was raised in two different homes and I never was really, I, I never really saw the world in a black and white way. Like my dad lived one way, my mom lived another, my dad had certain rules, my mom had other rules. And I just like existed in this middle area my whole, my whole life. It's just kind of how I sort of identified and definitely not in the moment, but in retrospect, it's, it's easy to see this is kind of a theme of my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, as far as why this matters to me with nutrition is I really love nutrition. I love talking about food. I love talking about um, how much we can enjoy food and how it can enhance our lives in so many different ways. And I found myself kind of feeling like um, with the pendulum swing of the dieting rhetoric to the pushing against it with health at every size and intuitive eating, I've found that this pendulum seems to, seems to be swinging um, back and forth and it can feel really exhausting and it can feel like one paradigm of black and white thinking like dieting is getting replaced with a new paradigm of, of black and white thinking. And I just, I, I have a, I mean, I could dive into a lot more personal things as to why this is really important to me on a deeply personal level, but I just see the need for insisting on occupying a messy gray space with this. And that's not to say it's, it's paradigm straddling or I don't believe in intuitive eating but I, I don't want my personal beliefs about food or about my approach to my clients to get in the way of my ability to, to express compassion and to have humanity in the work that I do. So Nuance Matters is, to me, is about exploring, you know, we can take anything to the extreme, even good stuff. And it's in our best interest to explore how things are going to work for us, which is going to be nuanced and different person to person, situation to situation, time of life to different time of life. Yeah, that's so interesting, like kind of hearing like where it came from for you, because I think that you can take it in so many different directions and it is just such, I mean, you can apply it to so many different things, but hearing your perspective on like talking about it even with the paradigms because it's like it makes me think of you know sometimes um you know just with clients in general like that they hear about intuitive eating and they want to take it in this like black and white you know good or yeah. bad i'm doing it right or i'm doing it wrong mentality exactly. but even for us professionally because like i mean i'm someone who's jumped into this world and i've fallen in love with the message but i think that it's so it's so true that we can kind of get carried away with being so strict and structured and you know that can we can lose our compassion in that if we're not being careful exactly and my you know the people i work with this is why i try to keep them in mind because i can get really wrapped up in the whole like <laughs> activism side of this and i can get really excited and fired up about like 
body liberation and like <laughs> self-love and all this stuff that I think is so cool. But at the same time, when I meet one-on-one -on -one with real people who are just, you know, just super new to this and, or maybe I've never heard of it about it. It really grounds me like, okay, yeah. Oh, I need to take steps back. I need to be a bit more basic. I need to, um, I need to, t I need to kind of not get so wrapped up in the like super focused kind of weeds of what all of this is. And granted, this isn't weeds. These are really core mm -hmm. essential things, but for the person who's unfamiliar, this can feel really intense in the beginning. Um, I also felt at one point, and I still kind of feel like this, that there's sort of this push to not even talk about nutrition or food mm -hmm. um, in these communities. And I just kind of reject that. Like I, I'm a dietitian. I want to talk about food. I want to talk about nutrition, but I want to do it in a reasonable, ethical, um, fair, practical, and responsible way as much as possible. So that's another thing that I feel strongly about with this whole idea of exploring nuance is trying to carve out a space where we can talk about food and nutrition and answers, answer questions about chia seeds or whatever, <laughs> but not from a diety gimmicky place, but more from this place of, okay, what is the actual science and um, what is, what is nutrition all about and what's fact versus fiction and all of that stuff. And I think we have to really express nuance in order to be able to, to go there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you made me think of something that I'm trying to remember where I heard it. And I, I almost think I heard it on, on your podcast, Nutrition Matters. Um, this idea of like, maybe when you're working with a client, like creating this kind of scale of, okay, on, like on one side, there's like, you know, dieting and, and uh, maybe restricting and obsessing about food. And the other side of the, that extreme is, you know, totally just not caring about what you eat, eating whatever, not even thinking about it, being out of tune and just whatever. And like talking about with a client that you need to kind of, we need to find somewhere in the middle and like where, where you want to be in between there is kind of up to you, you know? Exactly. That is, yeah, that is something I talk about all the time. And that to me is one really powerful way to talk about the nuance of, mm -hmm. yeah, let's reject dieting, but also like, but not everything that diets say is necessarily wrong or bad or unscientific, you know, like diets will say like eat vegetables and yeah, like I agree, like eat vegetables, but just don't eat 17 million vegetables in one day. Right. So, so I know that's controversial because we like to be like diets suck. They're the worst, burn them all down. But at the same time, it's like they're based on kernels of truth and let's not, let's not disregard the kernels of truth in the name of like black and white thinking, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So another thing I was going to kind of ask you related to this is like, how do you think that nuance has been lost? Like in the media portrayal of health or the media portrayal, portrayal of nutrition? Like, because I, I read in your post that I think when you originally introduced this, you know, ideas of like fiber is good for you and exercise is beneficial to your health and kind of just like these overarching statements. Like, um, so how do you think the nuance has been lost there? Yeah, no, it's a great question and something I'm continually kind of trying to just operate from this lens of nuance. Um, 
So when it comes to stuff like fiber, like, yeah, fiber is really important, but also so many of my clients are eating way too much fiber. And then they're saying, Paige, why am I pooping six times a day? Like, can we eat some bread and some cheese too, you know, Mm -hmm. and maybe decrease the amount of vegetables we're having. So fiber is good for you is like kind of a messy thing to even say, like there's nuance there because you can't have too much of a good thing. You can't have too many probiotics. You can't have too much fiber. You can't have, you know, too many like out of balance, whatever food group you want to talk about. And so that's sort of where, where I think we were missing the mark is a lot of times in communicating concepts about nutrition, we're imagining um, especially kind of the old school nutrition that, that I feel like I was taught and a lot of my professors were coming from in school was this like, well, the American public is just lazy and they just never eat any vegetables. And so you as a dietitian, you need to communicate more vegetables, more whole grains, <laughs> more exercise, more, 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 and less, less, less of these other things. And then meanwhile, in practice, the people that I work with, a lot of them are eating too many vegetables, exercising too much, like not eating enough sugar, like really like there's this nuanced balanced place that we need to come to. And I think that um, a lot of the times our audience as dietitians is very different people than maybe we think they are. These are very motivated, mm-hmm. hardworking, earnest people who are just trying to do the right thing. And it's not fair to them to just say, fiber is good for you, get more fiber, because there is a point where it's too much fiber. And I think we need to express that nuance in our communication about nutrition. Yeah. And I feel like it comes down to like, just being more individualized and really like taking the time to understand where someone's coming from, instead of just assuming, you know, you know, that they're not getting enough of X, Y, Z, or they're, you know, not exercising enough or, cause you know, you can't know that without really digging in and asking more questions. Exactly. But that's the thing that's so hard about our current day and age is we're not like on Instagram, you're not one-on-one and individualized. Mm. You're speaking to a lot of people. And so I personally think you have to talk a little bit, you have to be a little bit more careful when you're talking to a broad audience and versus how you talk or what you're able to explore or, you know, what you're able to uncover about a person in a one-on-one session. So, you know, that, I don't know, there's always nuance to everything. And I'm like, <laughs> hearing myself say this and I'm like, I hope that I'm going to like this hearing this back, but Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, completely. I think that you're totally right, especially because we know that people can, especially, you know, as dietitians and and being professionals, they can see something that we say and run with it. And if we're throwing everything out there on the line, like we don't know how someone's going to take that and what they're going to do with that information. So. I think it's just so care. hard though, no matter what you're going to, to trigger someone or say the wrong mm. thing, or someone's going to take what you say to the extreme, or you have True. to do 50 million. Um, what's the word? Like warnings in the beginning. Or, <laughs> Disclaimer. You know, like, hey, yeah. And then, yeah, 10 paragraphs later, you're actually able to say what you're trying to say. So right. I recognize that there's probably a balance with all of this too. Like you want to keep the most vulnerable in mind and you want to try to do your best to provide a balanced, fair, uh, statement on social media. But in the end, it's like your people who jive and resonate with what you're saying are going to 
be appreciative. And then people who aren't, aren't going to follow you anymore. And you just have to keep doing the best you can. You know, you can drive yourself real crazy trying to say all the right things. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so another thing I was thinking about is like, you know, the idea of like a food rules and like, I don't know, like what's that, what's the relationship of food rules to this like black and white thinking and kind of lose, losing the nuance. And like, why do you think that we are, you know, are drawn or why do you think many people are drawn to these definitive food rules? Well, I think there's food rules in the dieting world, but I also think there's food rules in our little neck mm. of the woods too. You mm. know, like we're not this enlightened, you know, loosey goosey, ambiguous world with no rules. No, there's certain ways you're supposed to talk about stuff. There's certain foods you're supposed to eat. There's certain foods that people will raise their eyebrows at, you know, and it's just, I just kind of reject all of that. It's kind of like, you know, I'm, you don't know my intentions for why I'm eating this food. You can't possibly understand that. And I just refuse to, um, to, to kind of conform to some of the rules that I see. And maybe nobody means it this way, you know, like we're all just trying to do our best, but it can just feel a lot of pressure to kind of even conform on, on so many different levels when it comes to food rules. Did I answer your question at all or? Yeah. Yeah. You went a different direction, but I like it. Um, but I guess like kind of what I was thinking was, I think that there, the reason that we have, or many people have a tendency to, I mean, I guess all of us have a tendency to go towards some kind of rules or structures because it feels safe. And you mentioned somewhere in that post I mentioned earlier that, um, you know, there's so much information out there now. And for somebody who doesn't have the time to, you know, know everything about nutrition, you know, I mean, no one really does. Um, I think the food real food rules feel safe and easy, but that's how we lose the nuance, right? For sure. For sure. And, you know, rules psychologically tend to kind of make us want to break them too. So we have to always ask ourselves, you know, is this, whether you call it a rule or you call it a guideline or you call it a paradigm or a framework or whatever, um, because side note, you know, intuitive eating can become a rule, a list of rule book or a, a rule book of, you know, rules to follow as well. So I think just asking yourself, like, am I able to be flexible with whatever framework I'm working with or whatever guidelines I'm striving for or whatever health goals I might have? Am I able to practice some flexibility? Am I able to engage in the life I want to live in terms of like my social life, in terms of my overall self-care, in terms of my mental health. Um, it's just, it's so like something, someone saying, let go of all your food rules, mm -hmm. you know, I think it is really well-intentioned advice, mm. but there's often like so much to dig into there. Um, and also sometimes people's food rules are really what's keeping them safe because honest there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of trauma under underlying a lot of uh, struggles with food and sometimes just taking all of that away removes all the coping mechanisms and you know anyway so there's a lot to look at when it comes to food and sometimes the way we communicate trying to let go of some of these rules um just is a lot deeper than than merely saying let go of all your food rules and just honor hunger and fullness while that sounds good, um, there's a lot to explore there because even honoring hunger and fullness can become another role. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's interesting that you like made that connection with 
with intuitive eating um, being, you know, it's, it's still a framework. It's still something that somebody could create into these, this rigid, you know, black and white type of thing. Um, and it just, it kind of, it, it depends on where the perspective is coming from, you know, kind of what that person's going to do with it. It depends on their intentions, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's the thing that we can't measure. That's the thing that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we can't know. So this requires a lot of like mindfulness and honesty and introspection with each individual. You know, when you order food at a restaurant or when you plan meals for the week or when you grocery shop or whatever, knowing that you're making choices that align with your values and that's, that's that, that's going to look different person to person. And to me, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how do you think like that, I don't know, somebody, how do you think that someone listening could try and start to try to start to embrace nuance more, um, without having to, I guess, like dig into the nitty gritty of nutrition or, you know, I guess I'm just thinking of people who are like, you know, do have these food rules or they think, okay, I should do this and I shouldn't do that. And that's all I'm going to think about related to nutrition. Like, how do you think that person could um, start to be more, more flexible around their eating? To me, I mean, this is a huge, huge, (laughs) great question. To me, I think a place to start, and I'd love to hear your thoughts too, Mm -hmm. uh, is to just try to kind of first like build some awareness about your thoughts around food. So start to even understand when you are having some of these rigid thoughts boil up. Um, and I think you can't challenge them and try to practice nuanced thinking if you don't, if you're not aware that these thoughts are coming up for you. So let's just give the example of like, let's say you're out at a restaurant and you're with some friends and everyone's ordering a salad. And so then you're thinking, okay, I should order a salad too. Um, you know, if you're able to practice mindfulness and recognize like, oh, hey, that thought is coming up for me. What's the should about? A, a should mm-hmm. is actually a really good indicator that you're doing some of this um, black and white thinking. And really just challenge that with like, okay, what's, where is this coming from? Oh yeah, this is coming from diet culture. Like I recognize this thought. I know that, you know, this is coming from the fact that maybe my pants didn't fit as well this morning. And it's been stressing me out all day and I've had, I've had a bad body image day. And so I feel like I need to punish myself with a salad and I'm recognizing that that's what this is, but I'm also recognizing that I'm really hungry and I know this salad won't solve um, that for me or won't really satisfy that for me. And so I'm going to choose the, you know, this other option that actually sounds a lot better to me and that will nourish me, satisfy me, energize me a lot better than a salad would. And looking beyond the the black and white rules that we've learned, whether it's in diet culture or in, you know, opposing cultures, just trying to really hone in on what's actually best for you and uh, recognizing sometimes that will be eating salad. Sometimes that won't be eating salad. It's not about whether or not you eat the salad. It's about whether or not you are able to participate in positive self-care around food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's interesting because like I think that for many people in our in our culture it's they wouldn't even think about it. So you're right like like it, it could be so easy as like oh yeah everyone's ordering a salad that's just what I'm going to do that's it's it's like very unco- almost unconscious 
Um, so I think that's, you're right, that that would be the first step is just like recognizing it. Hey, like maybe I don't need to order a salad because everyone else is. And maybe I should just right. kind of ask myself like, what, what would taste good? You know, kind of just that kind of simple, like recognizing there's something that's, that is kind of a block and it doesn't need to be there and bringing that awareness is like, is so key. And, and I think that is so easy. And I think the other, the other thing too, is just like, first of all, having, um, compassion, like trying to, I think that, I mean, that's a huge thing, but I like you could just apply that to all of your life, but, um, finding ways to like, find a little bit of compassion for like, you know, not, when you have the strict food rule, like, can you have a little flexibility in that where like, you know, I have this thing where I don't, you know, like to eat this as much because of X, Y, Z. But if I'm here in this place and it's, that's what's being offered, I'm going to just allow myself to go with that. And I think that the key to that is that it's, it's saving your brain space for you to not be so stressed out about that rigid rule and just kind of have more space to enjoy whatever else is going on. So I think the the key too is like just allowing in a little bit more flexibility, you know, to, to what you're kind of like going for. For sure. And the other thing I would add to that, as you've been talking, I I just thought about, Mm -hmm. I'm a really big believer in critical thinking. So Mm -hmm. if you are noticing these rigid thoughts arising, um, rather than just going with them and believing them, trying to really examine them a little bit, saying, okay, well, what is this thought? And is this even true? And it might be true, but then the next question is, is this helpful, right? Does this help me? Does this enhance my ability to live the life I want to live or does it not? And really just um, practicing, to me, that's mindfulness is not just like rolling reactively to every single thought, but instead really trying to become aware of what thoughts you're having, trying to uh, critically examine them and then trying to move forward with, with what's best for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's something that I think we, we all could work on. And, and even with that, I feel like it's important to note that like, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be pretty. You're not going to do it right. Quote unquote, every single time. Right. But like, you don't want to be obsessed with mindfulness because then you like, then you run into other problems. Right. So even the world's best advice, it can be taken in an unskillful, like overly zealous out of balance way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I I also think along with, with that, like looking at the thoughts and things like that, like you can bring compassion there too. Like, like, how does this make me feel? And like, what would I say to, you know, my friend who was thinking this thought, like what I think that that was, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's so important for us to kind of think about it outside of ourselves because it's so much easier to be compassionate to other people sometimes. Yeah, I know. If you imagine... (laughs) yourself and then you draw like a little circle around yourself signifying like your family your friends um, your closest people and then you draw a circle out of there and sometimes the farther away from yourself you get it's easier to be compassionate towards them and the closer the closer it is and the closest is yourself right the closer it is it becomes more difficult and so really trying to visualize like oh like what is that about and sometimes like sometimes doing this work with food, even though it seems peripheral or superficial, it becomes so meaningful to have this very practical um, day-to-day thing you need to do multiple times a day called eating <laughs> that teaches you so many important lessons about these abstract truths of, of living mm-hmm. that you're kind of forced to learn because you have to eat. Mm-hmm. And 
And so I think that that's another thing I really want people to understand about nutrition or working on food is this isn't, you can't do this work in a vacuum. You know, Mm -hmm. you do this work and you learn amazing truths about, wow, I'm trusting myself better. And if you trust yourself better with food, you can trust yourself better in life. If you learn that you can um, honor your hunger, you can learn that you can honor other feelings in life. If you, you know, there's just so many cool things to gain from the process of working on healing your relationship with food can be such a powerful um, kind of like archetype. I think that might be the right word to um, the rest of life. Oh my gosh. Yes. I <laughs> completely. Yeah. I mean, I've experienced that myself, you know, so I, I totally see that. Like it's just, it, cause it, you know, this work too, you have to be more gentle with yourself and you have to like be more compassionate and ask yourself questions and tune into how your body is actually feeling. And, and that, I mean, easily that can kind of translate to movement and exercise. And I think that that's something that's kind of where it went for me immediately, but then it stems out from there too, like to all of your life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, I think that that's a great place to stop, but Paige, I want to, I want to thank you again so, so much for coming on. And if you could just like mention a couple places that some of my listeners could find you, that would be fantastic. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. This has been so fun. So my podcast is called Nutrition Matters Podcast, and I think it's pretty much most places where people will find podcasts. And then um, my practice is in Salt Lake City, Utah, but I also take on a couple virtual clients. Um, my, my website for my practice is positive-nutrition.com. And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at Paige Smathers RD. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm definitely going to mention those in the notes so people can find you. Uh, Thanks again, Paige, so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Talk soon. Have a good rest of your day. (laughs) Okay. You too. Bye. So that is the end of our episode for today. As always, if you have a moment, please take a second to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. And let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and check for another episode next week. All right, guys, take care.